Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gamina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I told you I travel all over the world. I ran into some incredible people. And let me tell you this story before I introduce you people to my guests. Um, about a couple of months ago, I did a show in Atlanta called The Shit Show with um, Goody Mob. We are doing our thing, and I'm sitting here chilling, you know, minding my business and watching this crazy-ass show. And I always believe closed mouths don't get fed. So big-ass nigga walked up on me, hoodie and everything. He's like, yo, my wife do all this kind of shit. And everybody knows me. I I give you my phone number. I don't care. Like, stay in touch with me if you got something that, really going to pop off, even if it doesn't happen that day or that month or that year. I believe things happen organically and things happen the way they're supposed to without forcing it. This is something that I truly live by. So I had a young man in New Orleans putting shirts together for me, but he dropped the ball. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, and then he sent me a last shipment of some shirts, and I really liked them. He was supposed to send me some other things. He wasn't picking up the phone. He wasn't coming at me like a businessman. So I took the emotion out of that situation and said, boom, I'm not going to fuck with him no more. But this young man on the phone popped into my head. So I looked at the stuff they had sent me. I said, hmm, this is what they do. So I give him a call. He doesn't call me back right away. But then he, because he was doing something with the family, but then he hits me back and we talking, but I'm just a respectful person. He said, TK, listen, my wife runs this shit. And before he said that, I said, well, he said, my wife runs this shit so far. And we kept calling each other. Then I said, listen, make sure you get your wife on the phone. Cause I know how, no disrespect when I say that some niggas be fronting like they really that nigga and they not. And I didn't want to start getting my whole side with this brother. And his wife's like, I'm not doing that shit. I got some other shit to do. So when he said, no, nah, we cool. And when he gave me his wife's number, me and her talked and we hit it off. She's enthusiastic. This is what she does. She's creative. And the great thing about anybody I've ever put on and what I've learned from being a youngster when I used to put people on, I judge people by character. Right. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to two flies couples out of Atlanta, Georgia, doing a thing, and we're about to launch them around the world. Please introduce yourselves, please. All right. What up? Mississippi in the building. My name is Erin, but everybody know me as Sip because it's well as country girl because they say, oh, you're so country, but yeah. Mississippi in the building, and this is your boy Big Grady. I go live, <laughs> and we live with the boy TK Kirkman on this show today. So, you know, I'm Jimmy Grady. Everybody call me Big Grady. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We both from Marie, Mississippi. We've been together since 1995. We had some high school sweethearts. So, we've been, I'm only 44, but we've been together longer than people been mad. So, wow, that's <laughs> you hear this, ladies and gentlemen, do you hear what I hear? These motherfuckers is, uh, I call them just to hear their fucking voice because I just love them from afar. And it's just good to have met you guys 
So now, um, gee, so now you said you met your wife in high school. Now, what attracted you towards her in high school? Uh, how did that work out? Actually, actually, I was over one of my best friend's house at the time, named Willie Hampton. His brother just died. I want to rest in peace to Calvin Hampton. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was I was I was standing on the corner one day, and she rolled past his her cousin. They were cousins, so she rolled past me and her cousin house. And she was in the car with another dude. Right. I was like, hey, hey, Hamp, who was that? He was like, that's my cousin. Everybody from Mississippi called her Edie because her whole name is Erin Divine Hopkins. So right. Everybody, every, everybody that know her called her Edie. So he was like, that's Edie. That's my cousin. I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, I'm not in the phone book up on the Edie Hopkins. So, you know, back <laughs> then we had phone books. Right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> See, I'm that old. I'm 44. Back then we had phone books. So. Right. On Facebook, where you can just go look her, look her up on Instagram or Facebook. So I go home, I looked in the phone book up on the Edith house, and I got her number. I called her and I told her I want to holler. So she snuck out the house about two days later, come holler at me, and then we've just been kicking it ever since. You know what I'm saying? And that, that is awesome. 1995. <laughs> Man, so did you have sex the first week? Not the first week. Not the first. Yes, we did. Did we? Wayne World. I don't know if y'all. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember Wayne World. I remember. Wayne. Right. Yeah, I remember we were watching this, this show back in the day called Wayne World. Right. I remember that show. It's a it's a scene on there called when he said camera one, yeah, camera two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what happened was we were watching the movie. And then when he said camera one, camera two, she pulled her titties out. Come on, camera one, <laughs> camera two. <laughs> and I did the same thing. Yeah, I be doggone. He didn't give me the answer first night, but it was the first week. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious, yo. Yeah, and we've been in a relationship so long, man. These young cats out here really don't know, man. Once you find you a solid woman that you can build with, and she don't mind going to work, and she don't mind hustling. You need to lock her down, at least keep her in your back pocket. Well, here's the thing that they need to know. you got to know who you are. Right, right. See, society sets you up that you think you should be married, right? But in actuality, I I personally don't believe in marriage, but I do believe in people when I hear it. I'm thankful for people like you guys that it does exist. It's just not for me because it's based on my lifestyle, right? But a lot of men uh, will get married and still do crazy shit in a relationship. And I tell men, you've got to have your shit together and know who you are. Don't get married if you're still going to fuck around. Or if you're going to get married, know to fuck around and fuck, have a one-night stand. Niggas want to put a bitch around the corner. Niggas want to uh, hug a bitch and, and bring her to the same places that they bring the wife to, and okay. that's the stuff that I'm against. Okay. Well, 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 how I feel about it, though, TK, me and my mm-hmm. wife together so long that, you know, just being real talk, my wife ended up doing five years in jail. You right, know? right, she told me. So so in the process of her going to jail, when she we met in high school, so when I graduated, I went off to college. Right. And she, and she went to jail, right? So I didn't see my girl to three months before I graduated. So I went right. to the college as really a single person. So she told me while she was locked up for me to live my life. Yeah. Do what oh, I yeah, do. He, was a, 
Yeah, you she know, knew. Nigga, you handsome know, nigga. She knew what the fuck was getting ready to go down. Yo, you don't have to be my friend to, and lie to me. 
Right. Like I, I'm an old. I'm you OG. I'm triple OG. Right. I want to give the men and women of this earth so much knowledge and have all these episodes where I leave this earth as the blueprint to the streets that people can forty hundred years from now can go back and listen to an episode and learn life. And one of the things I tell young men and women, do not approach a man who got his shit together unless you're ready to pull the trigger. You're ready to make it happen. You right. you can't waste a man or woman's time. Right, and until right. then, shut the fuck up. If your credit not good, shut the fuck up. If your money ain't right, shut the fuck up. Get your money right. If you're going to ask somebody for money, put together a proposal that you show the person how they're going to make their money back. And three, if you're not in that business, find somebody who knows how to run that kind of business, have them work for you. Because one of the worst things in the world is to get in a business, have them open up a business, you come into some money, you have no idea how to run that business, and you right. lose everything. Right, right, right. But you lose everything. But in our situation, though, TK, I just feel like it was a blessing because we were together in high school. So it's like everything that me and her acquired within our relationship, like we started off with a laptop from Stillman College as our TV and we right. had a, and a couch. That's all. <laughs> and in a twin-side bed. Can you imagine a 350-pound nigga sleeping in a twin-side bed with a woman? Man, and snoring because you look like you snore. Sunset Boulevard, probably 
late 90s. After the show, the dude comes up to me, and, you know, that's when I was really talking game. Yeah. And the bitch he was with was bad. I said, yo, that's your bitch, yo? And he said, nah, he was cool. I said, yo, you got to let me have it, because that was my thing back in the day. Like, uh-huh. if you didn't claim that girl that was next to you, right. it, to me, she was fair motherfucking game. That's how I moved when I was young. So right. it was like, nah, nigga, we cool. So he gives me her cell phone number. Watch okay. where I'm going. Okay. Couple of days later, I called. She said, hello. I said, how are you doing? And we talking. I said, you enjoyed the show? She said, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, wasn't you at the show? She said, no, sir. What are you, what are you? Said, this is T.K. Kirk. She said, yeah, I know who you are, but I wasn't at the comedy store. I said, listen, you was at the show with Homeboy. He gave me your number. She said, no, baby. Said my husband is cheating on me with a bitch that looked like me, and he gave you my number. Okay. My point is, how dumb the fuck are you that you out with another bitch, but you give me your wife's phone number that's in another state for me to call her, like I wasn't gonna call. So when she, when I call her, she put him on blast, saying, "No, I'm not there. He there with another bitch." True story. Damn. Like you gotta be a fool. To give me your wife's number and you did with the side bitch. Well, you know, some niggas like that. See, I think it's like, okay, a nigga like me, I had a lot of guys that was in the, my friends that went to the NFL, right? Right. And and what I came across to have a problem was with, they'll think just because they're in the NFL, they make millions of dollars. Then when we go to these clubs, a nigga like me who was in school at the time, I was the shit because they ain't had the type of money that they had, right? Yep, I see where you're going. And they get mad that a nigga with $15 go in here and fuck one of the bad bitches in the club because yeah. I, I call myself, I think I got game. Right, yep, there you, you go. See, when you're my size and you big and black like me, you got to come up with something to be hoes like. And I know hoes like the last. Right. So, and then I like to talk that shit. So I think, right. let me get my game type. So sometimes a broke nigga can fuck a girl that a rich nigga can't fuck because their game ain't right. Yes, and I learned that. In the, I, I've always been a fly nigga since I came out of my mom's pussy, right? But it really started getting, but it really got solid as I went through life. So in the '80s, I was hanging with Eddie Murphy, Rick James, and all of them before I really became a comedian. Okay. Nigga, I'm pulling the same bitches they pulling. Right, right. I mean, Eddie wound up fucking some of the same girls. So in my head, I'm saying to myself, damn, this Eddie Murphy, I'm, I, was, I wasn't even T to the motherfucking Caden. <laughs> I was Terrence Kirkland. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was Terrence Kirkland. So I definitely understand exactly what you're saying. It's good that you got game. It's good that you're healthy. It's good you have ambition. So, E, when when you met this fly-ass brother, did you already have the talents to, to draw and the ambition to push her together? Because you, you seem like you have the ability to look at something and and, and able to copy it. So you are, are you an artist? or How, how does this come about? Oh, um, it's just all creative. I've always been creative. Okay. Uh-huh. It it never stops. It's oh, it never stops. I can be sleep sometimes, and then I'll 
wake up and I have to put a note in my phone because I'll be scared when I wake up in the morning I won't remember. Like, that, I, right. I've been like that. So when I met him in school, I was in, you know, like the choirs. I was, you know, stepping with the little step teams and all that. So I was always doing something. So at the time with me meeting him and him, you know, being the star football player and all of that, it's kind of like we extended each other because okay. he saw me with the dude. This dude was honestly just giving me a ride home. I swear he was just giving me a ride home. And he right. talked to the guy, and he was like, dog, who is that? But for real, the dude was just really just giving me a ride home. Okay. So it just worked out because we, turns out, we live right around the corner from each other. I mean, walking distance. Right. Well, she's still um, 38th Avenue, and I still 39th. Right. So, like, we grew up right around. So it was just, it I like stories like this. Now, you're going to college, you're doing your thing. What triggered you to do something illegal to get you locked up, though? Living a double life. Um, Okay, explain it. Because I was, like I said, singing in the church choir on Sundays, but that Saturday night I was out gangbanging with the Crips. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it was. And then, like, even with the small town of Meridian, like, even when the arrest came, um, when they put us on the front page of the newspaper, the newspaper said, wannabe gangbangers in Meridian. That that was the title. Like, okay. And they were saying that um, there aren't no gangs in Meridian. Um, how are we doing this and all of that? And then they had all of us. It was 11 of us on there when we went. When we all went down, I want to say. When you got indicted. Right. Right. You know, just like a whole crazy thing. And even this true story, when I went to the, like, city jail, when we first got, like, arrested for the first initial charge, I didn't know anything about, like, the jail part or the gang part. Because when I came to that, I'm going to tell you, the superior that we had or that I had, he was like, ooh, you a smart girl. Because I was getting ready to go to college. Like, I had a scholarship to the community college. I was getting ready to go to college. So he was saying, it's going to be something that we're going to have one of our crip members standing beside the president. So, you know, they was just so egged on the fact that I was smart. I was going to school, but I was still fucking with them. Right. So it's like one of those things. And then, like, with my parents not necessarily knowing well, anything about, say, criminal justice and you need to get your own lawyer and you don't need a public defender, you know, all of that. When they told my mama that aggravated assault carried zero to 30 years, all they later heard was 30 years, not to zero to 30 years. Oh, my God, you got to Right. Right. Mama. And she was saying, they're going to turn on you. And I was like, mama, no, because, like, they kept me communication with me because they know, like, the actual charge that I was, Hearts on this particular aggravated assault, they knew that I did not put my hands on this girl. They knew this. Uh-huh. And they, I mean, they already let me know that they wasn't going to let me go down for this. But my mom and daddy was mom and daddy, and they weren't going. And my mom was like, no, you're going to take the plea. Ten years, five years to serve, and five years on probation. And I was like, yeah. mama, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be 17 years old, not not even a thought of youthful offender. You know, none of that. It was just like, boom. I said, I ain't of it. And that's exactly what I did. Well, what wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. You took that deal? Um, Yeah. 
But see, that's what I'm saying, TK. We we from a time at that time we probably had less than thirty thousand people in our city. So okay. game banging was new to the city. It had just came to the city. You see what I'm saying? So our white people who run the the judges and stuff. They didn't understand the shit. They didn't understand that game business shit. Only thing they knew what was going on in L.A., what was going on in Chicago. So once my wife got into that shit, they wanted to make an example. That's right, right. Make an example out of the people who call themselves in the game Meridian, Mississippi, game bank. Mm-hmm. If we catch your ass, we could have locked your motherfucking ass up. You could have do five at least. So it was a shock because, mm-hmm. you know, the white folks really try to make an example out of the crib. Yeah, they sure do. But guess what? Now that we are 44 years old, it's game banging all the way live down the marina. Niggas getting killed. I bet. So they had to make an example out of my wife, but it didn't make no difference for the city, but mm-hmm. it fucked her life up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm thinking about the five year. How, what's the deal? It's five year, ten, five year probation? No, I had 10 years, five suspended, and five to serve. Okay, so if you would have fucked up one time. Mm hmm. You had to do all that time. Yep. She fucked up. She did that time. She only did five. No, yes, yeah, she did five, but see, she was out on probation, so she was going to see her probation officer. Mm-hmm. She violated her probation. <laughs> and you went back? And she went back. No, 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 The first place she took to probation, they gave her five-year probation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Okay. But, Violated her probation. I had to do five. She had to do the five years. And then right. she got out on probation. She had five years on probation. Right. Said, okay. Got- damn. So, so if you wouldn't have violated, how much time would you have done? No, so I would have did probation. I would have did probation time. Yes, yeah, you violated. Oh, you need your ass beat. No, I don't. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't need my ass beat because at the end of the day, let me tell you something. And this is just the honest to God truth. If I wouldn't have went. To prison, I'm talking about like for real, just to sit down. Mm-hmm. I would have been either out here with 12 kids or I would have been full of AIDS. And this just the honest God, too, because this is what's going on with my fucking friends. The people I okay. to see what I'm saying? Yeah. After all that, I needed to be like there. away from I, everybody. I, I, you I, needed I, the pandemic. Yeah, I, yeah, I need See, to- we had the pandemic back then, and when they put everybody on lockdown, you'd have been straight. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. See, see, see. And actually, being locked up, the crazy the scene, being locked up probably really saved her. For having yes. all these kids, it, 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 it saved our relationship because oh. right. came back. And because I can't sit here and say I would have been with her if she had two or three kids. Because oh, no. as, a, as a man... A woman gets to choose who they're going to fuck, but a man gets to choose who they're going to marry. Right. And let me tell you what I've learned over – now, I'm 60 years old. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what I've learned recently. Okay. I used to always say that a man shouldn't date a woman that got kids, right? Mm-hmm. This is me. But I found out from an interview two weeks ago, this brother had kids, but his wife or girlfriend wouldn't let him see the kids. He okay. met another woman that has children, mm. and he raised those kids. Mm. And he said, TK, that was one of the greatest moments of my life because I really wanted a family. Okay. So I was able to embrace this woman's kids, and they love me like their dad. And I said, yo, that right there is powerful because I never looked at it that way. 
Right. See, some men want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, we have to give out that information and that love to let them know that it's okay because for years I've been saying no. Mm. I've been right. saying hell no. That was another plus that she had going for herself. She didn't have kids. I was right. for my own family. And I want, like, right now we got a son together. I right. My family. I'm raising my son. My son yeah. deserves to have two parents in their life. Right. I think not to, to know that the only thing that really probably can destroy our relationship right now is somebody get caught fucking and somebody can't deal with it. Right. Absolutely. So, so my thing is, we got to figure out how we going to keep fucking so these young hoes out here. Because at the end of the day, when these young niggas cheat, don't you can't all really think that they don't love that they want they woman that they with. You know what I'm saying? It's I just confusing out there, fam. This is to me. Right. It, 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 it's so bad out there that it makes me feel like I should have been married. Because it's nothing but it's nothing but chaos. But thank God, you know, I have a beautiful home. I got little toys that I can drive. I fly all the time, and that keeps me at peace. But I really can't really bring someone into my life now because I'm really on the I, – I, I turned that corner, right? I turned that corner. So right now, in my head, I see beaches and beautiful sunsets. And green grass and all that. So to give up your peace of mind to a stranger, and plus I watch all those murder movies, right, where the bitch, <laughs> the bitch be killing the husband for the insurance money, <laughs> or the man be killing the woman for the dick. I'm scared. I'm telling you right now, I'm scared. I don't, I don't want a bitch to put something in my drink. And, and poison a nigga and sign my life over with documents and shit. Yeah. My kids is like, what the fuck happened to dad? Yeah. No, 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 no. Because you got people out here that will knock you off, nigga, for a $50,000 life insurance policy. And no, $50,000 ain't really shit. You could spend that so fast. But look, she's Baby, like you, you can go through Lennox Mall and spend that before you walk out. You, but listen, it's all about perspective. I want to tell you about this wife just out there for you, though, for real. Like, okay. As far as like, it's somebody out there that's gonna appreciate everything you do. It's somebody out there that's gonna support everything you do, even if it's if if your best friend tell you that shit whack as fuck. It's somebody out there that's gonna support everything. When you meet her, when you meet her, I'm talking about like seriously. It's not a you're not even gonna think about all the rules and stuff that you laid down about to have the 10k in the bank before you get a bit you know all that shit, you know Randy Craig right 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 I'm saying like you ain't gonna think about none of that because it's gonna be so just like it was organic when 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 we met like seriously it mm-hmm. was just that's like meant to be it's gonna be that way when you find her because that's the same way like with me and Grady I started off doing music so I was in the studios you know how the studio stuff is in the studios all night rapping it I'm the only female in the crew rapping he didn't give a damn about that he knew he could pull up at any time because I ain't have no bullshit going on you know so right right 
started off with a good foundation, but he supported everything I did. And then we he came with um, the live radio, his WBRX radio, and his YouTube and everything. I was like, mm, I'm going to learn how to edit these videos. Boom. So he started recording them. I started editing the videos. I'm supporting everything you got going on. Even mm-hmm. though, you know, sometimes I have to put them back, hey, you can't say this, you can't say that, because this just me. I got the gift of kind of being able to put myself in anybody's shoes. Like, I can right. And so when I tell him, babe, you can't say that because of something, something, he might, you know, sometimes he might reject what I say, but at the same time, he's teachable. And I don't want to make it sound like he's a kid, but, like, he listens to, you know, the criticism. It's called teamwork. I agree. That's teamwork. The fact that I could tell him that, boom, I'm supporting what you got going on. Then he was like, okay, we're going to move to Georgia. This one we was in um, Burt in Alabama. Right. Georgia. I was like, no, no, I love my job. I love my job. He was like, okay, um, I got opportunities in Georgia, but I know you love your job here. We can stay. I must have went into the job, and new people pissed me off so bad. I had to commit my desk. I said, put in your transfer because we finna move to Georgia. He told me, you for real? I said, yeah. He put in a transfer. I just so happened to know somebody. Would, like, all of it, it was just, like, meant to be. So I right. said, if you find somebody that support everything that you have going on and then you have in your heart and in your mind genuinely that you want to support everything that she got going on, but you got to be ready, it's the wife out there for you. It is. Yeah, but uh, and listen to me. From your, from your uh, mouth to my ears to my uh, heart, right? I think that's beautiful. But again, <laughs> that should sound good for a younger nigga. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm not. Let me tell you, I'm already preparing for senior citizen homes, right? Like I'm, I'm getting rich for one reason. So that my kids got to put me in one of them senior living condominiums as soon as I walk in. Scooters for all them bitches. I'm getting scooters. For every bitch on every floor. <laughs> you probably gonna fuck every girl. Exactly. <laughs> Nigga, I'm a player. I'm, I'm getting scooters. I'm getting Walmart cars for bitches. I'm, I'm paying for bitches' prescriptions. You know, I, that's the way I'm going. In, in less than a month, they're like, they be calling my kids. I'm like, can you come get your father? He's fucking everybody. <laughs> Ah, so now how did you come up with the name for your T-shirt company? MH Exclusive, it actually stands for Mama House Exclusive. Crazy story, when mm-hmm. my baby started talking, he didn't call me Mama, he called me Mama House. That's for funny. Kids. And it was just like Mama House, Mama House, Mama House, but then just the fact that I knew I was making the T-shirts from home, you know, at that time. I just wanted to kind of incorporate that. So I, it was Mama House Tees, but then I just kind of made it a little bit more fly. And I put right. it exclusive. So, you know, that's kind of how. And then I went with so many other names. I started to trademark on three different names, but it never really, like, hit. I said, I'm going to stick with my original. So, mm-hmm. And now, like now, I have, a qu- I have another question, E. How did you come that? See, I've been doing this for over 30-something years. I've had different people make me different shirts, right? And then mm-hmm. I started realizing years ago the quality. How did you come up with this amazing 
quality do you go by the way it feels or how you think your husband should look in a shirt like how did you come up with that because when you guys sent me when he sent me the package mm-hmm. for first i saw the colors right and i was like ah, I, don't, I don't think i'm gonna rock this right away so mm-hmm. i laid it on my dress and everything and one day i was packing to go out of town and i always have what i call dress rehearsal i always dress okay. Okay. before i go out to see how i'm gonna look on stage so I was throwing stuff off. Let me open this bag. I like shit. I like the sound of bags popping. You know, like, yeah, the, yeah. like the brand new shit, right? So <laughs> I open it. And I, I'm walking through my hallway and I'm putting it on. But as soon as I touch it, I said, "Ooh, they not playing." Like this, the material got me. I said, "Ooh, this 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 shit right here is butter." So when I put the motherfucker on, that shit wrapped around my chest. Mm-hmm. And wrapped around my arm, not like how people have these shirts and look like you're about to take off and fly because it's <laughs> pointy on the end, or yeah. it's too wide, it doesn't fit, it doesn't drape on your body. It it's was like just hanging right. on a finger. Yeah. Right, exactly. It was processed. Oh, man, God damn it. Then <laughs> I said, I went back in the room, I said, let me try on this jacket now. When I saw the stuff on there, it didn't grab my inches or it was, it was folded nicely. True, your, your, your presentation was awesome. Okay. When I okay. popped the bag again, like like I said, I like that sound when shit popping the air come out and you smell yeah, the yeah. freshness, right? So I put that jacket on and I turned and saw the, it, it, it cupped my arms and I saw what you had on the back of yeah. the motherfucker. Yeah, I said, yeah. oh, I love these people. <laughs> I love her. And I started blowing your husband up immediately. Yeah. I went to his DM. I said, call me, please. Yeah. yeah. He looked yeah. on that phone. He said, she can't call me. He must have put down. Yeah, because I called him <laughs> back. I said, did you mean to call me? Did you call me by mistake? And he said, oh, well, T.K. Kirsten call you. It's not no mistake. <laughs> Real talk. It was no mistake. But okay. that's, again, Waiting on things to happen organically. Right. See, right. he didn't. I didn't call him right away because he met me that night. Uh-huh. Right. I called him when it was really time so I can be enthused right. about having a conversation with him. Because if, it was, if I did it before then to to rush something that maybe wasn't meant to be, mm-hmm. if we wouldn't be what we're doing now. Right. right, but even that day, like even at the shit show um, that night, you saw we were sitting like right there every time when you came off the stage, you know, the stage to introduce the people. So we was right yes. there. And my husband told me, he said, I am not going to be this close to T.K. Kirkland and not going to say something here. Because like I told you, watch all the bland, all the, like everything, like we always been a fan. Hey. So when we went to the shit, we didn't even know that you were going to be at the shit show. We right. Knew- on to the shit show. So when we got there and we was hella early, so we was able to get wherever the hell we wanted to get at. But then at the same time, the fact that Grady kind of managed producers in the industry, so he was able to network with all the people who had like the sexes or whatever. But he was like, no, we're not going to sit in the section. We're going to sit right out here in the front. So right. we out first. And Grady was like, oh, fuck, who raised you? I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? He's talking about, who raised you? What the fuck up? You know, I'm like, what did you say? He was like, that's TK. I was, then I looked. I saw that Chris Bear's white shirt, the bow tie. I was like, this nigga clean as fuck. And Grady was like, that's TK. I was like, what? He said, Vlad. I was like, you right. So then when you started talking, you know, it kind of resonated. And I was like, oh, snap. 
So when you came back down and he saw where you were standing at, like in between each one of the things, he told right. you, not going to be that close to him and not going to say something to him. Man, fuck that. And he just started walking. So you know me, I'm coming. I'm walking right behind him, and he over there just talking or whatever. And I saw that you was, like, actually talking to him. And I was thinking, okay, he ain't one of them uppity niggas. Fuck you, nigga. You ain't got my money type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right, was, right. Like, I was with it. But then when you called back, he was like, man, TK fucking with that dope bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, it was, I mean, I was excited. That's when you're doing a merch, though, TK, what we learned over the years is that you got to separate yourself from the average nigga, uh-huh. but you got to have good quality. So, right. Yo, listen, I want to I want to share the audience. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. You know I bring you some of the greatest stories in the world, and, and, and I that's why my company is called Caviar Patron. Let me repeat it. Caviar Patron, that means the best of everything uh-huh. and when i say this group of people right here edie and eden and grady their company mama's house when i say the quality of their jackets the quality of their t-shirts is motherfucking amazing that, that we i have my own section now in the company that the stuff that they make for me you can't buy it uh-huh. it's just uh-huh. me it's my shit. We can't buy it. But let me tell the fans in Germany, my fans in Japan, my fans in Dubai, my fans in Australia, all right, all the way down to Compton, Miami, Liberty City, uh, Oakland, California, Portland, Oregon, Chicago, Southside, Detroit, um, um, Woodland, not Woodland Hills, um, 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 Farmington. You got to hit this company up for your next line of T-shirts. Listen to what I'm telling you. When you want somebody that has, they pick up the phone, you hear them on the phone, they got great personality, they know how to conduct business, they're extremely personal, you hear their character. Because like I told you, ladies and gentlemen, everything I do in life, is based on a person's character. And they, these people could be what they're doing right now. But if their character wasn't solid, they would not be on the phone with me. I talked to this young lady. She doesn't know what I was doing. But I'm going to tell you what I was doing. So I was calling her throughout the week to see if she picked up how long would it take her to get back to me. Because <laughs> to me, that's important to do business with. See, I can't do business with people that you hit them, they got an excuse. Because one thing we all do, is keep our phones in our hands. Right. And when you're doing business, it could be a personal call. You ain't got to get right back to people and that's personal. You get back when you get ready. But when it's business and a person come up with a fucking excuse, I was busy, I was doing it, when I know and everybody knows you got your phone in your hand, mm-hmm. I can't do business with people like that because you could click over and say, hey, can I call you later tonight? Or can I reach out to you tomorrow? Right. That's the etiquette, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, and being doing business and being associate with someone you want to do business with. Now, before we talk about your website and everything, how are you guys dealing with um, the COVID situation down there? 
Well, you know, we down here in Georgia, TK. So and you're wide open. It's like 28 in that bitch, nigga. Like, I came down there. I was like, God damn, they, not, they don't care. Oh, no, but for real, though, you know, we were scheduled to come to California this past weekend. Right. Um, But the, I think it was, was it Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. morning? I just so have, I just got up, the news was on, and they mm-hmm. were talking about the COVID, and I called my sister-in-law, and I told her, um, I'm going to cancel these flights. I'm not going to do it. Like, no, because my son stuck his thumb. God help us all. <laughs> and I told her, I said, he's going to be eating COVID. No, we are not coming. So that's why. You did the right thing. It's too bad. I, I know. I, and then I think California going on a lockdown or something. No, I'm not. Yeah, they did it already. went down on um Sunday just passed. We would have been stuck. And it would have been stuck, and it would have been, been a wasted trip to go to California and everything closed. Or closed. Yeah, everything closed. Yeah, so, everything closed. You can't, the girls can't even get their hair done. Well, down here alone, we wide open. They're shaking ass and everything down here, so, you know. Yeah. If you want to celebrate Christmas, like me personally, we're going to be in the house. But if you don't give a damn about COVID, come on to the line. We wide open down here. They don't give no Right. Time. Well, no, no, no. We, no, we want people, no, no, we don't want to do that. We want to be responsible on this show. Look, I'm looking at the news right now. It got 296,105 deaths. So we, I believe, we don't. I believe in COVID. I believe in wearing masks. But I don't understand. I don't understand the politics of how California shutting down. But a lot of wide open is like. Well, I'm going to share that with you. Let me share that with you. Let the OG, the triple OG, share this with you. Just like how you are a leader and your family and your wife listens to you, right. if you wasn't a leader and you was a weak-ass nigga, you probably wouldn't be together and she probably wouldn't listen to you guys wouldn't have this personality that you guys got going on. Uh, when you have a leader of the man, Mr. Donald Trump, okay. who has never governed anything in his life, right, who has okay. never really been a, a real leader in his life, this is what happens. When he allowed the governors and the mayors to make their own decision. It's like having children one day and you wake up and you say, hey, what do y'all want to eat for lunch? And everybody got a fucking different thing they want to eat. Right. I want to go to Dairy King. I'm going to do that. No. But a leader, you got to take leadership in your family and say, no, this is what we all going to have. And boom, you move forward like that, right? right? So my point that I'm making, when Donald Trump did that, it allowed everybody to do what the fuck they wanted to do. And then one governor's doing this, one governor's doing that. Miami opens up in May of last year, and you see all the white people down the beach, because remember now, it was a time black people didn't think we could get it. Right, right. We kept saying, that's some white people shit. Black people don't get COVID. That's that's what we're saying. And then that NBA player got set from Utah, got COVID, and they shut the whole season down. That right. one day, because of one black player, they cut the season ended right then. Boom. My point is, Atlanta's wide open because with the civil rest that was going on with um, James Floyd, right. with George Floyd, with, 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 with that happening, with the young man getting shot down at one and everything got wide open, you can't tell Atlanta to shut down fucking now unless you bring in the National Guard. Right. Yeah. Because them motherfuckers will lose it. So that's why you got to wear your magic stain in. It's good. To the people who are listening to the show in Georgia, listen, 
we want you to be here for the next 30 Christmases. We want you to be here for the next 40 New Year's Eve. What we have here, we have no idea what's going on. Here's the history of pandemics. Okay. See, when they talk about pandemics, they only talk about the Spanish flu in 1911. Okay. They're not really telling you how this shit really goes down. I want everybody, when you get a chance, to Google the Black Death. Okay. Repeat it. The Black Death. The Black Death pandemic lasted 22 years, ladies and gentlemen. And it killed over 15 million people. So now we are in a bad situation. Let me tell you why. Because now that everybody has gone and done what they wanted to do, you can't get people back in control. So you got people who say, fuck a mask. Mm-hmm. You got people say, fuck a vaccine. Yeah. You understand? Then you got the third thing. You got people, the companies rushing the vaccine. But whether it's healthy or not, you still don't know what it's going to do to you a right. year from now, 20 years from now. I see a commercial in my head where they say if you took the vaccine and um, 2020, you are um, called the attorney of Jacob and Myers now to receive your share in the lawsuit. You got to say that again, TK, rush the vaccine. Like, that's what it was. Like, that's exactly. And then I'm going to tell you this, like, and this just me being a wife and, you know, just me, like I said, being able to put myself in other people's shoes. I spent the whole time that me and Grady been together trying to, um, what I want to say, uh, give a disclaimer for the stuff that he trying to say because he'll say something and then people will take it a certain type of way. But with me being with him all this time and with me knowing him, I know exactly what the hell he means. But when he say it, other people could take it, you know, another kind of way because even, you know, just like with me and you with the correspondent that we had going on, mm-hmm. I got personal stuff going on with COVID. So you already know, like, we taking this stuff like seriously but saying about Georgia and coming to Georgia he's saying like to it's some people out there that's listening even though you give them the law the rule and let them know hey we need to follow what the science say what the doctors say or whatever it's still some people that's a fan of your podcast and everything that you got going on but in their mind they still don't give a damn about COVID you see what I'm saying so Brady said, hey, it's wide open in Georgia, but the people that, it's some people out there, you know what I'm saying, and you can't change the way people think, you know, no matter how much you try to drill it in their head, even like with me and being the gang, no matter, my mama and my dad was there, you know, and they'll tell you, well, you got these gang of bangers out here because their dad ain't at home and they misled. They, no, I had all that and I still did that shit, so, you know, fuck all that. So Right. Lady saying that it's some people out there that still don't believe in it. Okay, so if you want to celebrate something and all that, just know it's a place where you can go to. You know, you know what I'm saying. But like, we want people. Now, let me let me interject right there. Mm-hmm. We want people. There is a place to go. But what what you do is like drinking and driving, right? It's like drinking. Still right. be responsible because regardless of what they do on another show or regardless of what they do. Right. On TV, because of what they do in Atlanta on the TK Kirkland podcast, right. I have to show right. that I respect people and right. that I'm thoughtful. 
And that's important. And with that said, um, ladies and gentlemen, December 30th, 31st, through New Year's Eve, Catch me at the world-famous Uptown Comedy Corner in Hatesville. Get your tickets starting to, starting today. Don't wait because my shit been, I don't know what happened over the last seven, eight years, but motherfuckers have been thinking I'm really funny, and my shit is just selling out like crazy. No, I'm, I'm funny, but I'm just like throwing that in there. But... And when you come down, these two people, Grady and Edith, is going to be there because, let me tell you, she's working on my exclusive line of Who Raised You hoodies. We're going to have them in different colors, but here's the thing. We're only making 20. Mm -hmm. We're only making 20. That's it. Whatever we're going to sell them. That week, if they don't sell, we we don't sell everything that week. We will go online to sell them, but they're going for two hundred and fifty dollars, ladies and gentlemen, because the quality, the material is going to be so fly. This is something that you are going to want to have. Now, with that said, I need uh, Edith to please tell them your website. Now, the reason why I want you, ladies and gentlemen, to hear this. Whatever's on your mind, family reunions, divorces, separations, pictures of people dying, funerals, whatever you need, graduations, uh, uh, um, Zoom, Zoom programs, whatever. This is the company and the team that you get behind if you want quality T-shirts. Right. And I mean that. These you want to do business with good people, I co-sign this family because they're my friends as of the day. We were acquaintances, but we're friends because I enjoy them that much. They, they, When I tell them to be somewhere, they're there. They call. That That's so important to a man like me. So please tell me your website. Please tell them how they can get in touch with you guys so they can get and understand what I see. And when they feel the shirt, when they put it on, they're going to say, yo, T to the motherfucker K did the game. He put on somebody else. And that's what I want. Go ahead, I'll let them know. Okay, so the website is www.tshirtandhoodie.com. Very simple. No plurals. T-shirtandhoodie.com. I'm on Instagram at I like that t-shirt.com. Nice and simple. I got a backup Instagram. I like that t-shirt or I like that underscore t-shirt. Sorry about that. And if you want to send me an email, you can email me at AskSip, A-S-K-S-I-P-P. That way, like if you have an idea in your mind and you want to see it on paper, email me. Just it. Descriptive as you want to be, like you could just email me and just let me know. Uh, you know, kind of shoot you some designs and see what we can go with. If you don't have a platform to put it on, I have a section in my website where I kind of promote the designs that I create. So, like I said, it's www.tshirtandhoodie.com, and we'll get you straight. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. I don't play. I okay. bring the best to the best. So reach out to him. E. Grady, listen to me. I love you guys so much. Keep keep doing what that you do. And, you know, E, I'll be calling you almost every day next week. Now we right. move. Right. Grady. 
You take care of yourself. Thank you for walking up to me and coming into my world because I truly appreciate you and your wife, your man. I really mean that. And this is. I appreciate you, TK, and if I don't want nobody else to know nothing nothing else, I want them to know that when you see an opportunity, don't be scared just to shoot your shot, because if I wouldn't have said nothing to you that day, we wouldn't be on the phone right here. Right. Talking. You we wouldn't right. be building a relationship together. We wouldn't be trying to do business together. So for all the people out there that are trying to do business and you're trying to start from the ground up, Whatever it is. take advantage of the opportunity. Don't mm-hmm. be scared to talk to people because the only thing they can do is tell you no. Okay. That's right. Don't be afraid of no's. I totally agree. On that note to the world, to everybody in London, to my people in Japan, Atlanta, Georgia, Dubai, Australia, may your okay. pain be champagne. It's the TK Kirkland Podcast, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. Go on. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.